0: Hello, this is Jacob Kruger, and you're listening to the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. As you know, on this podcast, rather than looking at movies in terms of two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it, or hated it, we look at them in terms of what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good movies, we look at bad movies, we look at movies that we loved, and we look at movies that we hated. So today we're going to be looking at the new Ridley Scott movie, The Martian, with a screenplay by Drew Goddard based on the book by Andy Weir. The success of this movie is extremely exciting if you're a screenwriter, especially because it breaks so much of the traditional dogma, the traditional rules of Hollywood. Often as screenwriters, we think that our movies have to exist within some kind of orthodoxy, that there are certain things that you're just not allowed to do. And that if you do them, somehow you have no chance of writing a movie that's a hit. And yet The Martian seems to throw all those cares to the wind. If you take the average screenwriting 101 class, you're going to be taught a couple of concepts. You're going to be taught that structure always is built on the character's change. And yet here we have a character who doesn't change at all. You're going to be taught that structure is built on the relationships between characters. Yet here's a movie where primarily the character is only relating to his environment, and where his only interactions with other characters beyond the first few minutes of the movie takes place over email. If you've taken the Average Screenwriting 101 class, you have been taught that you simply cannot leave your character alone on a planet, that he has to interact with somebody. In fact, even Castaway was kind enough to give Tom Hanks a volleyball to interact with to build a relationship with if you 've taken an average screenwriting 101 class, you 've learned that a movie must have an antagonist, and you 've probably been taught that that antagonist is some kind of bad guy. Yet in the world of this movie, we don't have an antagonist, or at least not one that's human in fact. Every single character in the movie is simply trying to do the best they can to solve an extraordinary problem with limited resources. Even the most overtly political character, played by Jeff Daniels, a head of NASA, is truly just trying to protect his space program and the lives of his crew. So we don't have a traditional bad guy. We don't have a movie that's built primarily around relationships. We don't have a character who changes. And yet we do have an extraordinarily successful movie. Now, just a warning before we get too deep into this, there are definitely going to be spoilers ahead. The structure of this movie is an unusual structure, but we do see it from time to time. And strangely, we see this unusual, very challenging structure most often in big Hollywood blockbusters. I like to call these movies test movies. And the way a test movie functions is exactly the opposite of the way that a traditional film functions. Most films start off with a character with a problem. And that character must go through a usually painful and tumultuous journey in order to be forced to confront that problem and ultimately change. And this is the easiest way to build a movie because the truth of the matter is every human being in the world has a problem. And every human being in the world wants to change. And every human being in the world, when we go to see a movie, there's a part of us that goes, that's me up there. And so there's a natural identification that happens when we see somebody who's like us making the kinds of changes in their lives that we wish we could make in ours. But there's another kind of movie called a test movie. And a test movie is the opposite side of the coin. And of course, The Martian is a test movie. And the way that a test movie works is a test movie takes a character with a very strong sense of themselves. It could be a movie like like The Martian in which the character's sense of himself, his dominant trait is his competence, his positivity, his lightheartedness, his can-do attitude, and his unflagging belief in himself and in science to make it through the hardest situations. In a different structure, a test movie could be built around a character who will always make the most selfish choice. It can be built around a character who is socially awkward. You could think of Curb Your Enthusiasm as a test series in which Larry David is tested and tested and tested by situations that any other human being could handle, but which he will always find a unique way to screw up. So the idea of a test movie is to take a character with a very strong dominant trait, with a very strong sense of themselves, and assault them with obstacles under which any other human being would break, under which any other human being would change, and to test them in order to see if they can hold on to who they are in the face of those circumstances. For example, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a test movie. If you think about Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones never, ever changes. He is Indy at the beginning and he is Indy at the end. But he is tested. His desire to get the ark is tested by circumstances under which honestly most of us would turn around and go home. In order to get the ark, he will have to confront the ex-girlfriend that he wronged, the scary Nazi dude with the amulet burned into his hand, the force of Hitler's army his fear of snakes, the face of God, and ultimately the meaninglessness of his own work. He's going to have to confront all of those things in order to get the ark. And in a situation that any of us would have said, you know what, screw this, I'm going home. Indiana Jones just keeps on going. Similarly, the Martian finds Matt Jamin's character in a situation where most of us would just give up and die. In a situation where most of us would give in to despair or loneliness or hopelessness. From the moment the big dust storm hits early in the film. In fact, we get to see every other character around him make that decision. We get to see them leave him for dead. There simply is no hope for the, from those characters' perspective of existing on Mars, of surviving alone on Mars. But Matt Damon's character, Mark Watley, is possessed of a dominant trait that we actually see from the very beginning of the movie. His light-hearted, can-do attitude. His playful ingenuity. And his utter belief in himself. Now, if you're going to build a test move, there's really only one thing that's important. You got to know what your character wants, and then you got to make it hard. And I don't mean a little hard. I mean mercilessly hard. At every turn the character must be tested and tested and tested. You have to be merciless. And this is actually an extraordinarily challenging thing to do as a writer, especially if you're doing the writing for real and you're actually connected to this character. Because the truth of the matter is what's going to happen is you are going to fall in love with your character. Just like your audience seeing your character and saying, that's me, you also are going to see your character and feel like that's me, that's my baby up there. And what happens when we start to identify with a character like this is we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to hurt them for a couple of reasons. We don't want to hurt them because we don't want to hurt ourselves. We don't want to put ourselves through the emotional pain, the emotional loss, the hopelessness that comes with real obstacles, obstacles even worse than the ones we could anticipate. We also sometimes avoid making things hard because we're afraid of writing ourselves into a corner as writers. We're afraid of actually testing ourselves to solve problems that we don't know how to solve, to put our characters in situations that we don't know how to get out of. And so sometimes what happens to us as writers is we end up pulling our punches rather than letting the very worst, the most ironic thing happen, the most painful, the biggest test occur for our characters. We allow things to happen easily. And the truth is, whether you are building a test movie or a change movie, letting things happen easily is usually death to the structure of your film. So let's just talk about the structure of The Martian for a moment, because the structure of The Martian, in many ways, is a lot like the structure of reality television. In fact, in many ways, we've been prepared for The Martian by reality shows. It takes a structure directly from reality television, which is basically the idea of the video log, right, the interview in which the character speaks directly to the camera, interspersed around increasing challenges that make things go wrong. Whether you're talking about Survivor or The Amazing Race or Project Runway, you can see the same structure in reality show after reality show. You check in with the character about who they think they are, where they think they're going, what they think they want. And then you create a challenge, whether it's a scripted challenge like in a film or a A game challenge, like in a reality show, a twist challenge, you create a challenge that's going to force the character to come to terms with the fact that what they thought was going to happen ain't going to happen. You set the rules that allow things to go wrong. And this is exciting to think that a movie that is as high end as The Martian, as classy as The Martian, is actually built on reality show bones because it starts to show you that you don't have to be a sellout based on your genre, that if you are writing in a connected way, if you're writing in a truthful way, the truth is you can steal your structure from anywhere and you should steal your structure from anywhere that works. So it makes sense to steal a reality show structure for for The Martian because you do have a guy who's primarily alone. And without that reality show structure, without the structure of the interview, you could tell the story. So, For example, if you think of the opening of There Will Be Blood, that 25 minutes of silent storytelling, and you can see that that's built on the same structure just without the interviews. At each moment that we watch Daniel Day-Lewis' character... In that silent 25-minute sequence, we know exactly what he's going for. First, he's going for silver. Then he's going for oil. And we watch him go to the well each time with a different plan. And each time he goes to the well, something wrong happens. We watch him break his leg. We watch, we watch his partner die. We watch him inherit the boy. And you can see it's the exact same structure with just without the reality show element. It is a test structure. Ultimately, there will be blood will go on to become a change movie. But that early part is a test movie. It's saying, would you go back to that well if these bad things kept happening to you? Would you keep going back to the well after you had broken your leg? Would you drag yourself across the desert and then go back to the well again? So, The Martian is based on this reality show structure. The purpose of that reality show structure is the same purpose as the purpose of the silver or the oil in There Will Be Blood. The goal is, if we don't know what the character wants, if you don't know exactly what the character wants, there is no way to test the character. Fortunately, in The Martian, Matt Damon's big want is very, very clear. His big want, it's plain old Gilligan's Island. He wants to get off the island. And just like the old Gilligan's Island test movie structure, every time he's about to get off the island, something goes wrong. The reality show segments basically simply allow us to focus this little portion of the journey. It's a way of kind of checking in with the character and saying, hey, this is what this movement, this act is going to be about. This act is going to be about growing potatoes. Look at what he has to go through to grow the potatoes. He's got to go into the latrine and make fertilizer out of human feces. Would you be willing to do that? Well, he is. And look at that. He keeps a good attitude. He's got to create water. And yes, he ends up blowing himself up, but he keeps going back. Would you go back after you got blown up? He finally creates the potatoes that are going to save him. And then he blows the door off of his structure and all of his crops die. And if that happened to you, would you keep going after all the things he went through to make those potatoes? Would you keep going or would you give up? This is the question that a test movie asks its character, and this is the question a test movie asks its audience. What will it take for you to actually get to where you want to go? And are you willing to do what is necessary to get there? This is the structure of There Will Be Blood. This is the structure of Gilligan's Island. This is the structure of Indiana Jones. And this is the structure of The Martian. It all begins with what does the character want? And then you must make it harder and harder and harder. Whatever can go wrong must go wrong. Whatever the answer is must turn out not to be the answer. If they're going to send up food in a rocket and it's the hardest possible thing to do, and they've gone through everything to build that rocket, the rocket must blow up. If they figured out the perfect way to rendezvous with him, and the crew has risked their lives and defied NASA in order to do it, the procedure must go wrong. He must end up in too low of an orbit. If you've got a spacecraft on Mars that's the hardest thing in the world to get to, and he's going to somehow make it all the way across the Martian desert to get there, you've got to make him destroy the spacecraft before he sends himself up in it. You've got to send him up with a tarp rather than a nose cone. And at the end, whatever choice your character uses to win the day, to complete their test, to earn their happy ending, it must be a choice that they make. Can you imagine what a letdown this movie would be? If at the end of the day, Jessica Chastain simply flew down and picked him up. In order to earn his happy ending, Matt Damon has to go through one last test. Is he willing to puncture his own space suit, his own life support, in order to fly himself back home? Test movies are built around tests. And if your test isn't strong enough, if the worst thing doesn't happen... What happens is you lose drama. If your favorite contestant on Project Runway doesn't screw up, you're going to lose the drama. If your character on your favorite reality show doesn't think their plan is the one that's going to work before it totally falls flat, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Now, does this mean that to make a test movie or to make a change movie, somehow you have to be speaking directly to the audience? Does this mean that we have to, that movies have to be a reality show in order to work? Not at all. In fact, Coppola was a master of this back in the 70s before a reality show was something that was even in people's minds. If you think about each act of The Godfather, you can see how the characters immediately decide on what that act is going to be about. What's the big thing they're going for in that act. This is the act where we're gonna get Johnny his gig in Los Angeles. This is the act where we're gonna stay out of the drug business. This is the act where we're gonna figure out how to kill a cop. And on and on and on. And you can see that the structure of the Godfather is just like the structure of the Martian. You figure out what the character wants, you figure out what their plan is to get there, and then you test them and test them and test them and test them. Now, the last thing I want to say about this is that in many ways, The Martian is also a movie about screenwriting. There's a fabulous monologue at the very end of The Martian in which Matt Damon talks about how do you actually achieve these things? What does it mean to be an astronaut? And he talks about the idea that these problems are going to come up. That in many ways, just like a writer, you are alone in space. You are alone in an uninhabited planet that you need to inhabit yourself with the force of your own will. And the journey of being a writer is figuring out what you want and testing yourself at every turn. What are you actually willing to do to get there? Now what many writers do is they make the same mistake that Matt Damon is warning his students of at the very end of The Martian. Matt Damon warns his students, you can't think about how you're going to get home. You have to think about this task and then the next task and then the next task. One task, one obstacle at a time. You have to trust both your art, what you have to say as a writer, the fact that you are going to hold on to who you are as a writer in the face of whatever obstacles your screenplay throws at you. And you have to trust the science of writing, the craft of writing. You have to develop the skills in yourself that allow you to overcome those challenges. But the most important thing is you need to remember that the obstacles to writing, the things that make your script hard, the things that make you feel lost and alone on a deserted planet, that make you feel like giving up, When you are writing yourself into those kinds of obstacles, allowing the worst thing to happen, both to your character and to yourself, you also take yourself on a journey that shows you who you really are. That may be a journey that tests you, that sees if you can hold on to the best parts about yourself, to hold on to your art and your craft, to saying what you really want to say in the face of all the obstacles of populating the universe of a blank page. Or it might be a change movie. It might be a journey where you learn not who you are, but who you can be by facing the obstacles one at a time, this task, then this task, then this task, not focusing on how you're going to get home because the end of a script seems so far away at times that it's impossible to navigate towards, but instead figuring out how you are going to solve each problem one problem at a time by developing your art and your craft so if you're working on a screenplay i challenge you to test yourself don't write the screenplay that you know you can write write the one that you wonder if you have the skill to write don't put yourself in a situation where it's easy to get home put yourself and your character in a situation where it's hard to get home Look at the resources around you, even if it looks like you're on an empty, deserted planet. And ask yourself, what are the resources that you can use to develop your art? What are the resources that you can use to develop your craft? Who are the people who are in your corner who you can reach out to? What are the resources that you have in yourself and what are the resources you need to look elsewhere to discover? Think about the ways that you're going to repurpose the things that you already know whether it's how to farm a potato or the structure of a reality show. Look at the things that you can repurpose and use in different ways. Look at the ways that you can take your scene that doesn't work and turn it into one that does. And most of all, look at what it means to hold on to who you are in the face of a challenge that causes most people to give up. Most people want to write a screenplay. Most people who want to write a screenplay never actually end up doing it so ask yourself what's it going to take for you to be one of those people who actually makes it all the way home i hope you enjoyed this podcast if you'd like to learn more about our classes in new york city online our one-on-one pro mentorship program or our international retreats please visit my website www.writeyourscreenplay dot com.